Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. Thank you for joining us here on Nerds from the Crypt, the podcast that reviews your favorite horror movies and interviews your, your um, I would say your favorite independent horror creators. Uh, my name is Saul. And I'm Greg. And... Um, we're trying to get back in the in the um what is it the the, the rhythm the swing yeah yeah trying to release a second episode for the month of October number it's two not, it's not um happening because it's already November by the time what you're hearing this oh my goodness dude what did we do <laughs> we missed it we missed it we missed the our favorite month of the year we're too busy whooping it up people oh man I don't I don't know man this uh. I feel like the second half of the year is the busiest for me. It it really is because like I mean, there's so much going on. You gotta you got a summer to finish up, and then you're prepping out for October, and then all of a sudden it's like candy horror movies, and then it's like what happens? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I feel like I feel like from about June to November is it goes by really quick, and. Yeah. For and it's always the 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 summer um, and fall that the podcast seems to slow down. Yeah, well, I mean, with it, like it, it just it does like all of a sudden all these like family events start coming into play, and it's like oh, and you get a case of the sleepies because it's like you got it, you got all this good food coming in, and and you know people are tempting you with all the all the deliciousness and which i i try to abstain from because of my dietary restrictions but it's like oh man now my grandma back in town it's like she's always cooking good food and i'm like oh sleeping does she uh know how to cook cook do you know how to cook uh (laughs) gluten-free She's trying to. It's really interesting because um, uh, you, you got somebody who's been on this earth for 88 years and has uh, has never cooked that way and thinks it is ridiculous and thinks the food is going to taste bad. And she cooked her first uh, uh, just for, for those who are uh, just clicking in and don't know uh, part Japanese. So my grandma cooking a uh, a gluten-free ramen dish for the first time was a trip because she was like wait these noodles don't taste too bad and this actually tastes like regular soy sauce so 80 years on this earth and trying something different was a trip um uh will she try it again we will find out next week all right so uh any horror news that you've you've um come across in the last couple of days um let's see new news new new stuff uh i don't like since since we've been recording or since we since since we've been on a on a little bit of a lull um um, it's more like catch up if you will uh but uh my wife and i have been watching um uh american horror story uh 84 and it's not super news for those who have been following along but for her she's not really hip to uh a lot of the classic uh, uh, films and stuff like that. So it's great to watch her experience a lot of these homage pieces uh, that are thrown into the series. And for someone who's watched a lot of the films uh, that they're paying homage to, uh, it's uh, it's a treat and a delight. Um, so I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying that. Uh, and then 
the other other network show that I was following along with, uh, Evil. I'm not sure if any of you watched that, but uh, uh, it's one of those ones that uh, crept up and was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, you know, you're following along with um, uh, a, a person who is uh, who is with the Catholic Church that wants to um, make sure that, that things are, uh, I guess, uh, um, what do you want to call it? Uh, uh, like, Hey, this is a, this is a miracle or this is a possession. And then he's got his team of debunkers who are, uh, you know, playing the, the scully to the molder that he is, uh, in, in this, uh, this religious X-Files, if you will. And, uh, it's kind of interesting to see, see how things, uh, kind of play out in each episode. So I haven't seen it, but I did, I was <laughs> finally able to see the first, uh, trailer for that. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, actually, after you had talked about it, and uh, it it looks interesting. I, I might I might join in and, and catch up on that. It's you know, um, it's one of the, it's one of those things. Uh, it, I think it's kind of the compromise in our house where my wife's like, okay, cool, it's on your own regular TV. It can't be that bad in a sense, right? It's, but she's also been checking out other stuff. So, uh, you know, we've been we've been watching some some other things that were in her in her uh, purview, if you will. Uh, growing up in a very uh, conservative household as a child. So, uh, you know, cutting through the alien flicks and, and all. So it's like, it's old, it's old stomping grounds for me. And it's great to, great to see someone go, what is up with that? So, <laughs> um, uh, but as far as like new news, um, dude, there's some good stuff coming up on the horizon, which is really cool or stuff that has just dropped in the last like week or two. Uh, I really need to get out and see um, uh, ready or not. I know that uh, some of our listeners probably have seen it and it's, it's one that I definitely want to go and check out and uh, put up a poll, I think on our, um, on our site to see, see if people are interested in us going to see uh, um, what was the, no, I can't remember what the name of the movie is. I was so bad at this song. So bad. <laughs> uh, a film coming out next year. Uh, hey, you guys think we should go see this? And uh, nobody, nobody seemed to care, <laughs> one way <laughs> or another. But uh, like, yeah, if you guys do it, you guys do it. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? This is the the um, the revival of Are You Afraid of the Dark? The three okay. episodes. It's only a three three nights. It's a three night series actually. Okay. Um, and it is on Nickelodeon. Uh. Um, with it has what's the name the the kid that played Ben in uh, it? Oh, okay, yeah. So um, he's one of the new Midnight Society. It's uh, from what I read. I I didn't get a chance to to watch. It. I'm actually gonna watch it today. Okay, watch all three parts. But from what I, the way I read it, it's kind of like Goosebumps, where they're telling stories. Mm-hmm. At, um, you know how they did it back in the, the original oh, yeah. Are You for the Dark? But then all of a sudden the stories come to life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like that, kind of like um, scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh huh. A um, li- little bit of both, and um, I don't know how I feel about that, but I'll, I'll watch it and I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and and let y'all know how, what I feel next time. I guess if you guys even care, uh, what I what I feel about those. About they that care, show, but um, you know, Are You for the Dark is one of those those um those shows that that uh, I grew up with, and it was you know one of the very few kid horror mo- shows that they wasn't scared of you know actually trying to scare you yeah um a lot of the i feel like a lot of the kid horror was 
you know, trying to scare you, but at the end of the day, they had the, they had their you know educational moment, or the, you know, uh, don't don't talk to strangers, kids, or don't be bullies, or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, don't be a jerk. Yeah, yeah, and um, and on the, you know what? I actually started watching uh, was um, the Haunting Hour. I had it. I had Ooh. ignored it for such a long time just because I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, I actually like it a lot. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, that would have been something that I would love to have watched when I was growing up, and it. Um, I don't know if you if you watched it, but it's from R.L. Stein. No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, and it, it's honestly it's a lot better than Goosebumps, even though I love Goosebumps. Yeah, it, uh, Goosebumps tended to be on the on the corny side. Yeah, yeah. This one seems to be a little bit more scary. Um, it doesn't really end all. All that, all the time with like, you know, you know, in Goosebumps that um, so it would happen and then it would have an ambiguous ending. But, you know, at the, at the end, it, you never always, you didn't always feel like the kid was in, in trouble. Um, <laughs> the Haunting Hour is not that way. It kind of leaves the our protagonist in a perilous state. Or you're like, oh yeah, they're gonna die. Or um, um, it's not it's not the happy ending you're used to with a bunch of kid or. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of more based in quote unquote. We'll say reality. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you know what I, I was feeling. Uh, it's more like the at the end of the Tales from the Crypt where the the bad guy gets their their comeuppance. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. But you know the the kids usually not um are not evil. They're yeah. just they're just put into the situation and they're like, oh yeah, they're dead. This is this is you did a bad thing and you kind of got the you got the short end of the stick in life because that's what yeah. happens sometimes. I I'd recommend it for anybody who hasn't seen it. Um, yeah. If you have seen it, let us know what you what you think because uh you know um it's on Amazon Prime only season two is on Amazon Prime for some reason season one is not on there and it doesn't have the other seasons to even even be able to um choose to to watch so I would have to find another way to to find to watch those if I want to watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, creep show creep show just finished up on halloween six episodes uh for the last uh, month and um and a half it's been coming mm-hmm. out on shutter every thursday uh, i don't know if you've seen it but it is awesome it is it is really really well made worth the watch yes people go uh, see <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, it's it got renewed for a second season already, and it just wrapped up the first season. The oh, nice. uh, last story that they did was a story by Joe Hill, which uh, some of you uh, might know as Stephen King's son. What? <laughs> <laughs> there is um, a story in there by Tom, uh, directed by Tom Savini. Oh, and, well, there uh, you go, Blades himself, yeah. the man. <laughs> yeah, it it is. Um, you know the the last. The second to the last episode was gory as hell, and the whole series in itself it does not hold back. It's on Shutter. It doesn't have to worry about censorship. It doesn't have to worry about about even the time limit. It's a it's um six one hour episodes broken up in two, and I mean it totally could have just been thirty minute episodes, you know, for twelve weeks. Oh, for but, real? Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I I think it works the way it it came out, so. It, it gives you the feel of the original creep show where it opens up as a comic book and you go through panel to panel. Yeah. Um, at the end, it pulls back again and you're you're back at the comic book and it flips pages and it goes to the next story. Nice. So it's um, very, very well made. I recommend it. I can't wait for the second season to come out. 
That's cool. Like Creepshow is one of my uh, like the movie itself was definitely one that I watched a lot with my dad, but also having the the the, the hardbound book itself on the shelf uh, as you know a youngster growing up was one of those things where it's like it felt you felt like you shouldn't have it there but you felt super cool for having it right <laughs> yeah and um talking about tom savini he though the episode he, i mean the uh, the short that he uh directed is is the short that was written by joe hill oh cool so you, you have the son of the great stephen king writing it's based on one of his stories that he released uh-huh. and directed by uh, tom savini that is that's really cool that's kind of like you got a little torch handoff there you got a little bit of like hey you're coming up on your own here's here's you know here's your chance to shine and we're gonna usher you in and let you stand on this that's i i'm excited now now i got chills i gotta see this what i really like about joe hill is that he decided to, to remove his um his last name yeah um and he wanted to stand on his own without being known as Stephen King's son, mm-hmm. but if you look at him, it looks like he's a clone of Stephen. Oh, King's son. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. I'm like, gosh, he looked just like him. Yeah, when when in the first couple of books that Stephen King um, came out on on the cover, yeah, if you look at you look at Joe Hill right now, it, it's they're like splitting images. Yeah, yeah, I um, I'm trying to remember. I I know that they've done a lot of like uh, hand in hand in hand style uh, stories, right? So like, mm-hmm. uh, one will start and the other one will finish, or they'll do complementary books. Well, um, they did um, in the tall grass, which I actually mm-hmm. want to watch again today. I, oh yeah. Um, for those of you who weren't privy to uh, the conversation before that we started, I uh, have the weekend on my own. My wife went went to visit her her um, her parents, and I um, I'm taking advantage of just watching horror all day. He's a free man, people yeah, doing watch, crazy I can, things. I can watch horror all day at home without being looked at. Like, what the heck is wrong with you? He's not wearing any <laughs> shoes in the house. Oh wait, he is wearing shoes in the house. What am I? Just shoes. Just shoes. <laughs> No pants, just shoes. So yeah, that, that's a couple of things that we wanted to look, go over just to you know um, to catch people up on what we're doing. Um, I you know. Sorry, I was just gonna say I just totally it totally blew my mind. I totally it totally slipped my mind. But I had a um, a talk with uh, last weekend at the comic show that I was at. Uh, here's a tidbit of horror news. Uh, and it's a throwback to previous previous episodes, but uh, uh, reanimator talk. Um, so uh, my friend Blackie Shepard, he's an artist uh, for a number of different things, um, uh, namely namely Transformers, right? So if you are not Transformers, uh, Voltron, but also he might have done uh, a couple of uh, um, Vampirella books in the past, and. Uh, uh, creep show or not creep show? Why man, it's creep show? Uh, Reanimator is one of those things close to close to his heart, and we've we've had some discussions about creep show here on the podcast. And uh, he hit me with a uh, a real big stinger this week that uh, he was working on uh, a new creep show book coming out. Creep show uh, or Reanimator? Right, I say creep show again. Dang it, <laughs> Reanimator, Reanimator. It's on my head. I'm looking at a creep show image with Joe Hill, and I keep looking at the word creep show. <laughs> You know, I just saw a. Do um, you know what a the humble bundle is? Yes. I, there's a horror comic. I don't know if it's still available, but the horror comic book um, bundle 
and I was looking through it, and it was Reanimator versus Vampirella. Yes. Is that it? Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's uh. So, uh, but but he's he's doing a continuation story for Reanimator, the Reanimator stuff. So he's uh uh that's your guy. So it's it's one of those things where he like totally blew my mind because he's like, oh yeah, blah blah, and I was like, dude. You you had me you had me at Reanimator. Uh, what else can you tell me? <laughs> and uh, if if you if anybody's got a chance to see his artwork, um, it's just really cool. He does like a lot of cool stuff for Pacific Northwest bands and stuff like that. So if you like rock music, which uh, and metal and stuff like that, which I, I I'm assuming I'm going out on a limb here that some of our podcast listeners like that kind of thing. Maybe just to skosh a little bit. You're also yeah, gonna dig on the whore. <laughs> what I was saying is that we we recently had uh, DW Khan on the on the podcast talking about his um, Lovecraft PI, um, mm-hmm. and it, it, it talked about the, it was the with the the curse or the case of um, the curious case of the Reanimator, and it is a awesome um, looking book. And we haven't I haven't received. I, I actually. Went ahead and, and um, back the the project, so I'm waiting for that to finish up so that I can get my hands on it so I can read it. And um, nice. I, from what from the from the preview that I got, it was it was looking awesome. Hope to get it pretty soon. I'll let you guys know how it is um, overall. Sweet. Um, you you actually went to a film festival, didn't you? Oh, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Well, durr, man, I am slow on these things, <laughs> people. I'm so sorry. So, uh, uh, yeah, I went to the uh, uh, 48 hour film uh, film festival for Seattle International Film Festival last week. Uh, they did their horror premiere uh, for the week of Halloween, but uh, basically, uh, 10 uh, short, 10, 10, 10 minute, 48 hour created horror films uh all built on a recipe including uh various things uh shot glass spray paint uh, a line that was uh, i have eight bad ideas and then or i have eight ideas and none of them good uh a very specific name and uh i, I want to say there was something else in there but uh the thing being the reason I was invited was a really good friend of mine. I've known for uh, the last uh, few decades. Uh, we went to college together when we were younger. Uh, he um, he'd been talking about wanting to do a project, and he's been wanting to do something, something outside of his day to day normal thing. And he was like, "Well, how do I do this? How do I how do I get involved in these things that I'm interested, in, like writing or creating a horror movie or doing these things?" and uh, he'd been going to horror conventions and stuff, and he he saw this opportunity to to you know put together a, a team to make a forty eight hour film, and he didn't think he was going to get an opportunity because there's like you know hundreds of people that want to do this, and he submitted his 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 group in to the thing and he got picked, and then from that point, um, you know they had so many submissions and his submission got picked. And it was one of those things where he just like every time, every time he, he doubted himself, he continued to move forward in this, in this endeavor. Uh, so it's twofold here. One, if you guys want to, if, if, if people out there want to do something, don't hold back, do the thing that you want to do, because this is a case of my friend. I've known this dude for a long time 
and this has been something that he's wanted to do. He's wanted to make a slasher flick, a slasher flick. He made a super awesome 10 minute slasher flick called Vandal. It is very much uh, a little Halloween, a little Friday the 13th. Um, it is very, very much an homage to that 80s feel. And uh, it hit the recipe notes. And when you find out that he did it with not a, not a cast and a crew of like 15 to 30 people, like some of the people that were working on this 48 hour film thing, he did it with four people. And an iPhone. And an iPhone. So you can do anything if you put your mind to it. You can make a pretty sweet flick uh, and have people actually like applaud you, come up to you and say, that was really awesome. And, uh, um, you know, the four of us uh, went out, uh, you know, that went to go watch it. And just to see him get up there and talk about, you know, when they asked him to come up and talk about his film, uh, just to see people listen and, you know, be excited for him. Uh, that was that that was the the best uh, the best spirit of Halloween I think one can one could have. But just to be able to go and see like all these other films and all these other people putting it out there and wanting to get their thing out there that was great too. Because good lord, there's so many great creative people out there. So if you have a burning idea inside you, get it out, do the thing. I mean, unless it's murdering somebody, don't do that. That's bad. <laughs> but uh you know <laughs> do the thing that you want to do do the creative project and you know if you're gonna scare the pants out of somebody scare the pants out of somebody i mean somebody's got pants inside them i saw a kid dressed as pants for halloween on the internet it's possible you could be pants but point being scare people we do creations be spooky have fun and um I guess we'll we'll talk about it in another. Uh, we'll either talk about it. Or we'll have it written up for the for the website. I guess. So what oh yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. I uh, I have all the information for all the bits, so I will. Nice. I'll write something up uh, in the next week. Cool, awesome, and um, so one of the main things we're going to be doing in this episode is we're going to be um, featuring a Kickstarter um, project, and we welcomed back Casey Boker into the to the show to talk to us about issue two of Hollowed. Yes. And, uh, all right. Well, you know, jumping into the next uh, next thing here for today's episode, uh, we're going to go ahead and bring on Casey Boker, who is a friend of the show. He's been on the show uh, twice already. Uh, once, <laughs> once uh, we talked about the first time he was on. Actually, we talked about Hollowed uh, issue one, and um, you know, it's around that time where we uh, we need a sequel to the uh, or an issue two you know to the story so um, we wanted to go ahead and bring them in and uh, talk about issue two who it's going to be coming out uh well when you guys are hearing this it's already out but uh we'll talk about that with casey casey how are you doing today i am doing fantastic guys yeah thank you for having me on again it's always a pleasure to talk to you both of you and um really excited to talk about the uh kickstarter launch for hollowed issue two which is going i yes. hope you've already pledged <laughs> oh well, so it's, it's already live as of the recording then correct you got oh, it okay awesome whoa awesome. sorry it goes live tomorrow tomorrow's halloween um so i call it halloween because i'm funny <laughs> that way uh, <laughs> but by the time that you're hearing this people, yes people have yes. already yeah there you go yeah That's i was i was speaking from the future <laughs> yeah, yeah well i i went in there and screwed that up <laughs> edit edit it out 
Hey, this has already been out. <laughs> yes, it's it's popping. The the Kickstarter is live and uh, ready to take your contributions. <laughs> yeah. Before we go into into the Kickstarter, I want to catch up with you, Casey. Yeah. How, how have you been? Oh my gosh, I, I've been fantastic uh, since the last time we talked. I have become a father to a little baby girl, um, so that has completely changed my life around. Uh, <laughs> which, Congratulations! Thank Congrats. you, thank you very much. So, uh, multitasking, raising a baby with my wife, and writing comics and, and being geeky in general that's been uh it's been a fun balancing act now is she going to be part of the uh part of the wine or i'm not wine a food tasting uh, blog that you do you know what she actually has already helped me out with that yeah i brought her awesome. on tour with me um uh touring around rochester new york where i'm from uh, i do like a food and beverage tour where we go to a bunch of different restaurants and um actually brought her to last month's food tour so she nice. you know was obviously more popular than i was so <laughs> of course. That, that was fun you would not say the wine not the wine full. part not the yeah not the wine yeah, <laughs> no, never, no. did you find any uh decorative plates out there you know what here's the thing people yeah. love decorative plates in rochester new york um i do oh. like a, a toy show every year yes uh, actually a couple times a year um and I'm just selling, you know, like my old like Toy Biz and McFarland toys and all that mm -hmm. kind of fun stuff. But there is a guy who does sell decorative plates and he shows up every year. So I'm assuming people are still buying them. Um, they're not sold out every time. So, yeah. Yes. Decorative Greg plates is keeping him busy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what He's he said. He's keeping him in business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's been um, it's it's been a, a good time for eating and and. Eating on decorative plates. Yes. Wait. <laughs> You're eating on the decorative plates? Sacrilege! I know. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, I, I, I'll let it slide. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, um, Hollowed in Issue 1 has already been uh, delivered. I received mine. Uh, I have awesome. Yes, I've got <laughs> mine as well. <laughs> Poster on the wall. On top of that, you were also a uh, part of Inferi. I was, yeah. I co-wrote that uh, with Ruben Romero. And um, actually, I can tell you guys this at the time of this recording. We just got in all of the physical copies um, today. So, yeah, it's, it's been a pretty great day. And those should start going out in the mail um, to backers. So, yeah, super, super excited. That one's been a long journey, too, because of a lot of issues that I don't want to talk about, but it's finally coming out and, you know, it Kickstarters are a multi-headed Hydra. I, I know you know this, Greg, like it just, yeah. it, it is. So I, it's, that's part of the fun in the It challenge. is part of the fun for sure. Yes. It, it wouldn't be making comics if it wasn't for the little, the little things that we do. Exactly. So yeah, but that, um, that comic book uh, turned out really well and I'm super proud of it and I'm excited to, explore that more uh in 2020 so, sweet yeah really good stuff that we have cooped up <laughs> now is that something that's available outside of the kickstarter both both hollowed and very i'm talking about yeah so i actually had hollowed going through um an indie place called uh comics central 
um, until I got an email the other day saying that they're shutting down. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually going to move over everything to Comixology. I was trying to avoid it because it's kind of like, it's almost an extension of the big two, I feel like, in a way, even though it's owned by Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. And they actually produce their own comics through it. But, you know, they've been doing a lot more stuff with indies and a lot more stuff with um, smaller uh, companies. So I, I feel like now is actually a good time to put um, the comics on there. So I started the processes of uh, moving everything over to Comicsology. So hopefully by the time you guys hear this or very shortly after, you can get the digital copies um, through there. And if not, you know, I'm sure, you know, Saul, you'll put like maybe a link to me and you can contact me for a physical copy. <laughs> yeah. In the liner notes. <laughs> I definitely prefer the physical copies but I do too. right now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, situations always dictate what you're going to get, right? Yeah. So, yep. like, sure, right sure. now, I have a bunch of physical copies. I have no place to put put yeah, <laughs> stuff right? at. So, they're just, like, they're piling up on me here, um, which actually leads me to um, say that since I do have a pile up here of things that I really don't have a place for right now, <laughs> um, I'm probably going to go ahead and um, give away to listeners. So, oh, um, away. yeah. So, Whoa, um, sharing the love. Hollow <laughs> issue one. Hollow issue one. Um, one person will will be able to get a a copy from the from the um, the podcast. All you got to do is um, like and um, follow the podcast. Leave us a, a five star review on uh, iTunes, and you'll be entered into um, into into a drawing. You'll be, possibly be able to go ahead and uh, get that hollowed issue one. Um, along along with other things, I know I, I will go ahead and and announce other stuff as as um, time comes on. But just send us a screenshot of your review, and um, we'll be more than happy to put you down for for that. And um, I'll announce it later on when when we'll stop. We'll we'll, we'll keep it open for it. But Hollow this year one will be the first one we'll we'll go ahead and give away. That is awesome. Yes. Any anything to get some new uh readers onto the comic and that is that is fantastic. So I, I highly endorse this. <laughs> and you guys deserve all the five star reviews because you're awesome. <laughs> oh thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, I highly endorse this book as well. It is a good read. <laughs> So let's um we we've uh, talked a little bit about Hollow Issue 2 already. Um but not not too in, in depth. Um Halloween is uh, the day that issue uh Kickstarter issue 2 for issue 2 is going to be coming out. Uh how long is it going to be running? You know, standard 30 days. Um I'm I'm afraid to to go any longer than that. I don't think, you know, uh as we said it's a roller coaster ride and I don't <laughs> think my heart could take it. <laughs> so <laughs> I have seen lo- really long um, runs for Kickstarter, yeah. but I feel like uh, the longer you last on there, the more people might back out. <laughs> I also agree with that statement. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, you get a ticket yeah. to ride, you just want to get on that train and ride it for a while and then get off at the first stop available. Exactly. I train love podcast. that train podcast analogy. <laughs> <laughs> So you, we had talked about this uh, already, but you say that the the issue number two is already finished um, or almost finished uh, completely. It is done. So uh, this Kickstarter is really just to handle printing costs and shipping costs, of course. Um, so yeah, what I did was from the money that I made from the first hollow, like going to local cons um, and online sales, 
is that I just got my artists uh, to work on it for the last, I don't know, year, I guess. It's been a little while since the first issue. So, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I wanted to get a, a heads up on it. And, um, you know, I'm really excited. Like, we, we kind of came up with the rest of the, the story. Um, at first, I wasn't sure just how many issues I wanted to make this kind of first, um, let's just call it a theme. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we decided it's going to be eight issues total. So for the first like run for Hollowed, it'll be eight issues for this first story. So uh, yeah, issue number two is completely done and he's actually already started work on issue number three. Ooh, so nice. I, I just want to... Because I get that question, and I'm sure you get the same thing, like, all the time, like, what's next, or, oh, how many issues is this going to be, like, are you just going to give up after one, and blah, blah, like, <laughs> no, okay, it's happening, it's going, here I am, <laughs> not going no, anywhere. I, this is not DC, come on, guys. <laughs> but you gave us enough time to be hungry for this new issue, so great, <laughs> you, you know, that, that year-long length, plus it was really smart to, to kind of give us that um, that gap and, and to to build up the um, the art and everything like that. So now you're just now we're just waiting for it to get printed and then to be shipped. So that, yeah, that's a smart plan. And it fills the void that we have all have inside us, just waiting for <laughs> that <of> hollowness. Oh, <laughs> 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 so let's talk about where we're picking up here. The last time we on uh, in the issue one, um, the what what are we calling the killer? I, I forget here. He is the butcher, or the butcher. she is. Honestly, we don't they, know what they, he yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I want to call him the hollower. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. And and for a while, that wasn't that was the name. To be quite honest with you. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, I just kind of spun that into the, the name itself. I don't know if I told you guys the first time about how the original title was called Brothers to Mothers. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so to it took a while to get to Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> brothers um, to Mothers but... and Fathers to Brothers. <laughs> so, yeah, issue one ended um, with kind of uh, Detective Vasquez coming from Chicago um, and finding out that the killer is in Buffalo, New York, to where we then meet Detective Tyler, who um, has an encounter with an unknown assailant, um, you know, could be the butcher, we don't know. Um, but issue number two puts the two detectives, who are the main characters um, in the story, uh, puts them together in Buffalo, New York. And then as well as introduces the other three characters um, who we've just kind of teased at, which is the chief, uh, who's the chief of the police in Buffalo. Um, there is Sylvia, who is the head of a shadowy organization, um, which you'll learn more about as the issues unfold. And then Orin, who is her second in command, who's one of those classic kind of rat face think characters um, who <laughs> is uh, always thinking that he could do a better job than Sylvia can, but, you know, he's got to stay in his place. So it's a lot more character development in issue two, and I just thought that that was really important um, to do. So it's not as much action as the first issue, but you're going to learn more about, uh, let's just say you'll be able to peel back some of the layers of the onion <laughs> that <Yeah>. is hollowed. <laughs> the hollowed onion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, that sounds like a great dish at the Outback. <laughs> My blooming onion. <laughs> the hollowed onion. Filling but empty at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things like, you know, where they used to make the joke about Chinese food where you eat it and then half an hour later you, you want more. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm giving you at all. Oh, there my gosh. Go. That is go. so true. Dead on. Dead ass. It's all that. M- what is it? The MSG additive? Whatever. Yes. 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 <laughs> which I had to ban, which I miss MSG so bad. But yeah. I got it at my house if you want it. <laughs> I might have to take you up on that. I'll trade you a comic for some MSG. Greg has, been, Greg has been posting pictures oh of uh, his grand- grandmother uh, making uh, some pretty tasty meals. Yeah, like awesome. every day. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah. okay. My Instagram is like bit fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So, Casey... What was the difference in the in the process from issue one to issue two? That's actually a very good question. Um, because I'm the the sole writer on it, like my writing process uh, was pretty similar, except for I knew the characters more now. Like when I originally wrote the script, it was like 15 years ago. It was a, it was a movie script. Mm-hmm. It sat dusty on a hard drive, and I, I you know brushed it off. Um, and brought it back to life. And, you know, I, you make references in the early 2000s, which are no longer relevant. So there was a lot of, like, kind of like Batman, where you don't really know what time period it is. Like, people are driving 40s cars, yet the technology is from, like, 2049. So it's like, <laughs> I wanted to make sure that, like, I didn't make it too dated with anything. So that mm-hmm. was one thing. But um, the artwork... Uh, actually, and the um, ink, or sorry, the lettering took on a little bit more of a life and a little bit different. So, in the first one, um, because me and and Darius never worked together, I was real specific. Like, panel one (laughs) is this close up on this person's face. Like, I was, it was real, like, I guess, like a movie script almost, or like a, a theater script. Uh, even more so like with stage direction like this person comes in from the left blah blah and this one he was like do not do that like Uh, we know each other now we've had enough conversations like write it just like you would write a normal movie script uh um and i will figure out the panels and if you say this is the page count i'll make those panels work within the page count so it was actually a lot more freedom for me as a writer because i didn't have to think about that extra added uh stuff basically so he gave you he he kind of like took that that pressure off you by by taking on that uh that creative aspect for you exactly and you know i worked with another different artist for inferi and um he wanted it you know the Mm -hmm. specific so it depends you know i guess on the artist like i don't have that much experience with with uh you know i've only done a couple comics now but and I've worked with now, I think, let's see, four different artists, and each one of them has had like a different style. Honestly, mm-hmm. each every single one of them has. So Darius, I'm the closest to. You know, we we go to cons together um, on the off season, and um, you know, we talk on the phone, we text all the time, and we we kind of don't have to say things to each other in order for it to come across. So he's definitely given me a lot more freedom to expand upon things, and sometimes I write something and he goes, Oh, I don't know if he would say it like this. Maybe he would say it like this, or I was thinking this. So it's been a lot more collaborative, which, you know, 
there's that argument you see it on Twitter a lot where it's like, oh well, the writer is the person who came up with all the characters, so they're the ones who get credit. Well, the artist is the one who brought those characters to life, so they get credit. You know what I mean? It, I, it is a symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you can't have one without the other, and neither one of them, I believe, is either either better than the the other one. Even though I'm the one who created the world and the characters, etc., he's the one who brought them to life. So otherwise, they were sitting dusty on a hard drive. What's well, gotcha. kind of like a, an actor? Different actors bringing different vibes to the same role, same mm-hmm. script. You know, that's it. Yeah, Joaquin versus Heath versus <laughs> Jared Leto versus Jack Nicholson. You know. Yeah, same yeah. Character, all different ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what about how about the the Kickstarter? What can we expect to see on the Kickstarter as far as the different um, tiers that people can can get on? Yeah. So that's good. Um, you know, I've got some more original artwork that's coming from Darius. Uh, cool thing about him is he's this extremely fast drawer which is really good for me too and he also really loves doing commissions and he you know every time we go to a con we'll get people coming up to the table who are like oh my god i love your art style i want to see this thing or i want to see myself (laughs) like in your art style so you know we've got some original artwork that he will do um for that we've got the big pages uh i don't know if i offered it the first time but the really big comic book pages the 11 by 17s yeah the, uh, what is it the blue line pages that's what they're yeah called. Um, i'm getting the itch right now so yeah continue. yeah so I'm we're gonna offer that. some of those i had never Ooh. seen it before other yeah. than like you know like a jim stranko or like mm-hmm. you go to a comic-con sometimes you see them but like i've never touched one so it's really cool that he's gonna offer some of those you know he has some that he will not give up, and I have some that I have on my wall where I am not giving up. But, you know, there's a few that we can part with um, for backers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we got a new T-shirt. We got some stickers. We got some new pint glasses. Um, just that kind of standard fare. But I have a couple stretch goals in mind as well, um, which we'll see if we get there. Oh, and then there is a Hollowed Ean exclusive print. <laughs> Um, that he did for the Kickstarter, um, which is really cool. You see one of the victims uh, of the butcher surrounded um, in a pumpkin patch. <laughs> so oh, nice. yeah. it's creepy and it's, you know, of the season and it, it's, he did a great job with that one. So yeah, okay. it, it'll be a fun, fun little Kickstarter. <laughs> is there going to be alternate or um, variant covers? Yeah. Yes, there is. So we've got another variant cover. Um, this is from Vinny Sosa. Uh, he is, oh my gosh, I think he's from the Philippines. Yeah, he did the anime cover for issue number one. Um, oh, that one was awesome. Yeah, he did a really good job with that. He also did, um, one of the variant covers for, uh, Jesus Twins, when Jesus Twins comes out. So, um. (laughs) Jesus Twins. Yeah, he's, uh, (laughs) he's. He does a fantastic job because I don't know anything about how to draw manga or anything like that. And I, you know, I, I showed him what Darius did for the cover for Hollow 2. And um, I'm trying to think of what I gave him as the inspiration. I want to say it was Cowboy Bebop. I think that's what I said. I go, mm-hmm. oh, actually, you know what it wasn't? Cowboy Bebop was the first one I asked him to do. For this one, I asked him to follow a, an Attack on Titan poster uh, oh nice yeah That's so cool. they so you got sylvia and Oren in the back as the two titans huge and uh-huh. then you've got the other guys um 
Vasquez, Tyler, and the Chief kind of in the in the middle coming at you. So okay. I wanted to, another fun like '80s action homage set in that <laughs> style. <laughs> I like it. So, what is the the smallest tier that you can get you? Let's say like a digital copy. It's five bucks. Um, if you're part of the early bird, which if you guys, I don't know when this episode's coming out, but um, that Saturday. first sa- Saturday. oh come out on Saturday, <laughs> the same day they were recording it. That's crazy. Yeah, um, it's like <laughs> boom, boom, right there in your pocket. You are <laughs> out. Of, you are a madman. Okay, so. For this weekend, so the first like three days of the Kickstarter, um, I'm doing an early bird special, uh, which is called the Vasquez, mm-hmm. and you're gonna get um, digital copies of the first issue, the second issue, as well as in Fairy, um, and I believe I'm also gonna be throwing in some of the soundtrack uh, with it because we do have some more music. Um, to to go along in the in the hollow tradition. Nice, <laughs> Shut up. Nice. Oh my gosh. Okay, people, you need to just whatever you do, you gotta back it for the soundtracks. They, they they put so much awesome into all of this and the music on top of that to be able to read along and to to, to have music playing in the background with this awesome book. Awesome. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's one well, I like. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got some more um, of Mars uh, that uh, we did for the first. You know, we we found those we found those tapes from the eighties ah. and cleaned them up and um, compiled some of the songs to make up the first soundtrack for Hollow Edition One. So Hollow Issue Two. We've got a few more tracks um, from Of Mars. They're not doing the entire thing, but what I'm doing is I actually got reached out to um, from another synthwave artist uh, whose name is Max Overdrive 1986. Um, he, does, he does some sweet, sweet music, which you can check out on SoundCloud and um, Bandcamp and all that stuff. So. Yeah, he is actually doing the OST. Um, so I think he's going to contribute a bunch of tracks for that, as okay. well as uh, is of Mars to kind of flesh out the whole thing. So yeah, that's that is another another thing that you can get. I guess I, I should be more, you know, I, I gotta tell you guys all this stuff. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, the minimum you spend is five bucks. You, you'll actually get a digital copy of issues one and two. Um, some people don't do it, you know, maybe they'll charge more, but I, I want everyone to get the comic and to be excited about it and make me get more motivated for issue three to be even faster. Maybe we'll put it down to six months instead of a year, yeah. you know what I mean? Or a few months. So yeah, I, I want everyone to read these things. So, um, yeah, I'm reading through the tier right now. You get physical copy of Hollowed one and two, you get a postcard, um, you get a couple postcards, you get a sticker, you get the digital copies of Hollowed and Fairy, um, and that's all for $12. $12? Oh, nice. And then yeah. if you get in the early bird, so in those first few days, it's actually only $7. $7? Come yeah. on, you can't beat that. You cannot that, beat that. If you're not yeah. jumping on this, people, on Saturday when this thing posts and when this thing drops, you are a disservice to your to, <laughs> to your horror-loving selves. 100% agree with you. 
Too much. Any uh, any more details that we um, might have skipped over? Man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> any exclusives that you want to drop in? Uh, last time you dropped us uh, an exclusive. Uh, this time, I don't know if you have any to to uh, little to little little nuggets of what did I drop? I probably said something about like pursuit of plastic or something. Like pursuit of plastic and uh, um, yeah, the Jesus, Jesus twins. twins. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Friends. So <laughs> the pursuit of plastic. Um, the soundtrack, I don't know if I told you. So, yeah, I got a soundtrack for that, but I actually have, like, a composer. Um, oh, this wow. guy, Daniel Cooper, who is mm. he is a video game composer, um, oh. and the music is, like, it does not deserve to be associated with this comic. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds too rich for my blood. I'm out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where he's really excited about it. Um, and he just, like, fell in love with the project. And uh, so Pursuit of Plastic... Q1 2020, it's 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 happening. There's no way around it. I got to do it. Um, I have Ruben, more time to, to save, so okay. You got some time after Christmas. You got those. Your grandma gave you a little Christmas cash. Yeah. Um, this is the place to spend it. Okay. And then, um, as far as in Fairy issue two, um, that actually is getting written. Uh, Ruben and I are are working on that as well. Um, man. What else did I? What else have I done? Did I tell you guys about my radio drama? What? Oh uh, no, no, no! Oh my god! I dropped this nugget real quick. So I wanted to do a audio drama, and mm-hmm. I did it in the way of a Western RPG. So think Chrono Trigger meets Red Dead Redemption. Um, yeah, <laughs> like that's that's it's it's. It's really crazy. It's it is a Western first and foremost, but uh-huh. the characters that you meet are very much those RPG, um, you know, archetypes. Yeah. You know, there's a mage, there's a thief, there's a uh, a fighter, a gunslinger. All that stuff mm-hmm. is there. But you know, it's gonna uh, start off in the Wild West, and then it's gonna take you on a sci-fi adventure where you go to different worlds um, that are on the brink of collapse. That this evil overlord guy is um, trying to tip the way that the societies go. So each one of these archetypes is associated with a different world, and our heroes have to save these different worlds in order to stop the crumbling of, I don't know what you want to call it, the the whole galaxy, the omniverse, the multiverse, whatever. (laughs) Very cool. Nice, nice. So that would be a cool audio drama. Yeah, I think I I said it last time. I don't know how you fit all the stuff on your plate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you had a piece. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know you, I, I don't know how you play, play, um, do all this and, and still be able to have room on your decorative plate there. <laughs> I know. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> on top of being a father now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Luckily, she sleeps. Um, and when she sleeps, I I can get in a little bit of this uh, crazy zany writing time that I <laughs> I do. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, um, I want to thank you for for joining us and giving us all this information. We want to make sure that to support you. Anytime you have any additional stuff that comes out, just let us know. Well, even if we just you know to throw out that you're doing another job, another um, Kickstarter campaign, just. Mm-hmm. Let us know. We'll we'll put it on the show. That saying that you know uh, we'll put a link and then and all that to to support you. Um, 
You've been one of the the, the real good friends of the of the podcast. Definitely. Well, I really appreciate that, you guys. I mean, I love coming on here and talking to you. You guys do a fantastic show. And I, anytime people are like, oh, what should I listen to? I want to get a new podcast. I go, what are you, what are you talking about? It's Nerd from the Crypt. Like, that's it. And you have an awesome design from my friend, Tom Strickland. For when yes, we got the yes. redesign. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have a brand new t-shirt. Uh, logo, yeah. logos. Um, that's another thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna give one T-shirt away. Um, what? Oh my so, gosh! What's going so, on here? Um, yeah, what did so, I step into? <laughs> it's, it's it's Halloween, man. He's got the 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 season is taking Saul over. He's turned into he's turned into the giving Saul. I'm the oogie boogie. <laughs> he's the oogie boogie, everybody. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So yeah. So uh, once again, right. And on on um, iTunes, uh, share it to, for so people can can see this uh, or see this. I don't know how you're gonna see this. You're gonna hear it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, more people, more people who come and join and um, and listen to the podcast. Um, more more people that we're gonna be able to get on the podcast to come and interview and have uh, these uh, little discussions with, uh, just like with like Casey. Um, Casey, we are gonna be. Um, reviewing Ernest Scared Stupid. Um, you won't be here for the whole um the whole episode, but I wanted to see what you thought about Ernest Scared Stupid. Let me just tell you that this is one of my favorite Halloween movies of all time. I saw it in the theater when I was a kid. I'm that old, and Jim Varney <laughs> remains to be a cultural icon, a comedic paramount that has become. He's just the, he's just amazing, and the soundtrack is flipping great. Eartha Kitt, you yeah. guys know as as the original Catwoman, mm-hmm. she's a creep creep show in it, and she does a really good job. <laughs> and those kids are hilarious. And it was the first time I ever heard the term meak. Um, meak, and now it's a, and now people make meak now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Ernest Scared Stupid is like. It's it's up there with like trick or treat, like things that I watch like every single Halloween. Like I gotta watch it. Like Ernest Scared Stupid's up there. I really love that movie. And it was, <laughs> I believe, it's the final Ernest movie to make it um, a theoretical release. Yes, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I believe so. I think the Ernest rest of them goes were to all... Africa and Slam Dunk Ernest. Um... I think those were all direct to video. Yeah, so I will not fight you with that fact. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what one crazy thing that I found out was that last year when I was watching it, uh, someone told me that the uh, some of the trolls they're uh, just reused reused um, mask from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I did read that. I did read that. That's crazy. Two of my so favorite crazies. <laughs> well, I, th- I think the people who who did Killer Clowns from Outer Space were the people who did the props for this, right, or something like that. Uh, the Kyoto Brothers; mm-hmm. um, those are the guys who did the masks um, and did did those costumes. I want to say the Kyoto Brothers did the turtles too, like really? from the the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action movie. Yeah, so big prop guys; they do obviously incredible work. Yeah. Did you see that they sold one of the original costumes um, for the turtles or for yes. the trolls? 
<laughs> no, for for the turtles. Uh, I think it was Donatello. That thing was falling apart. It was nightmare fuel. Um, but I, I it made a lot of money. It, it was still it was falling apart and all that. Um, I don't think they took care of it the way they they probably would want to take care of something like that. Mm-hmm. But it still picked up a lot of money for when for when they sold it. Yikes, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm gonna look for the picture. I'll, I'll, I'll include it in the in the uh, description of this episode because it it's it's um it deserves to be on the on the on this website because um you see it and I'm like, what in the world am I looking at? It's scary. Well, yeah, if you guys ever follow on Instagram, there's a site called Prop Shop Garage, mm-hmm. and they remade the turtles outfits and they're awesome like they talk they move oh fully animatronic uh close to it Mm. okay um like enough that you would go yep this is that's the turtles you know it's not stan winston but it's like gotta be better than than the ones they use in in part three right oh my gosh (laughs) we don't want to talk about that that's a different type of horror (laughs) yeah so much well casey once again i want to thank you for for joining us and um thank you for giving us your thoughts on on Ernest. um we'll go ahead and i pick it up from here but um you know we'll have to have you on the podcast one of the to actually review a movie um or or a or a series um oh yeah there's a lot of stuff coming out right now so there's there's gonna be something that we got we can have you back on there for I watch all the things, so just let me know, guys. Always happy to come back. Sweet. Maybe we can get you to talk about Creep Show. Ooh, okay, yeah, we can do that. All right. Well, um, we're gonna go ahead and say thank you very much for joining us. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt Podcast.